Welcome to Locked On Lakers for Wednesday. Could the Lakers have gone a better route this offseason? That and other questions with guest Anthony Irwin coming up next. You are Locked On Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Our first listen of every day, Monday through Friday, always free, never going to be behind a paywall, and Locked on Lakers on YouTube is where you can watch the show, interact with Laker fans on this active community, help spread the word. We are less than 200 subscribers away from the 20,000 mark. Thank you very much. I feel like I'm doing a telethon right now, but it's really awesome, and we really need all of you um, there. You guys are a big part of what makes this show work. I want to let everyone know this episode Brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sports book of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. So Brian is on vacation, and we got a slate of guests in his place, beginning with the former host of Locked On Lakers, the man who helped make this show a thing. He is currently the host of Lakers Lounge, and he recently launched a Substack. You can find it at anthonyirwin.substack.com. Make sure to put that link in the show notes. And that's where you can read his words in addition to listening to him on the Lakers Lounge from the Lone Star State. Anthony Irwin, how are you? Doing good, doing good. This feels like this feels like when, when I was a kid, we moved out of my original house. We, <laughs> I, I grew up in like in a condo. And, and, and then like I showed back up. We drove by the house, the old condo, after living in the in in you know the house that my parents are currently in. We drove by and I was like, "Wow, that's weird." I just feel like I'm, wow, this is weird to be on this end of it. <laughs> well, I mean, hopefully it doesn't. I mean, other than the the you know board with the rundown and some of the graphics, it it is basically in the same state that you left it. We we have not done a a ton of remodeling. Um, so yeah, I guess I should... hadn't left the state by the time I had left. So yeah. Yeah, I think that's yeah. about right. <laughs> it's more it's more or less the same. Um yeah. wanna wanna acknowledge at the top of the show the news about Bronny James um suffering cardiac arrest Monday while working out at USC where he's playing next season. He's in stable condition. The uh, family spokesperson from the James said, quote, yesterday while practicing, Bronny James suffered a cardiac arrest. Medical staff was able to treat Bronny and take him to a hospital. He is now in stable condition and no longer in ICU. We ask for respect and privacy for the James family. We'll update media when there's more information. LeBron and, Sav- and Savannah wish to publicly send their deepest thanks and appreciation to the USC medical and athletic staff for their incredible work and dedication to the safety of their athletes. Um, obviously, best thoughts and wishes are out there to Bronny, James, LeBron, his family, and Anthony are both parents. So recognize this is terrifying stuff. Like on a human level, it's gut-wrenching. But we're not going to discuss this in terms of, you know, how does this potentially affect Bronny James's career? What this does potentially for LeBron moving forward? Like at, at this stage, there's not enough information known and it would just be ghoulish. So yeah. but wanted to, wanted to make sure people are aware that this happened, but you know, Anthony, I'm sure you can attest. It's, it's just frightening to hear about. Yeah. I grew up obviously playing sports and stuff and I had a, uh, I have a, abnormal aorta is like the clinical term for it so like i have when i finished playing and stuff i remember having a conversation with my mom and she said because you know i grew up right around like hank gathers time you know was that was the thing and so 
Uh, I finished playing. I finished my like you know mediocre sports career, and then uh, I had, I had my uh, I had a conversation with my mom, and she was just like, "Yeah, that is always on our minds. That is always something that we're like terrified about. Is this at any point we felt like you might just go down and uh, to actually see that happen with somebody in as incredible shape as Bronny is, and and like you mentioned, being a father now, like that is just." Oof, man, so yeah, thoughts, prayers, support to to the entire James family. Um, transitioning awkwardly, but nonetheless, um, because I listened to the Lakers Lounge, I've heard you talk, uh, Anthony, about how you think the Lakers had a good offseason, but not necessarily what you would have considered the ideal offseason in terms of approach. What would you have preferred that they did? Yeah, I... <sighs> I don't mind this offseason at sure. all. I, 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 I've considered it like a, a leadoff double. If we're talking baseball terms, there's some work to be done. I think they're, you know, obviously not just Chris, Christian Wood adjacent or whatever, but but also is in terms of some backcourt depth. And, and if like Max Christie isn't ready, then, you know, oof. but but um, I, I do think, though, that one thing that they could have done is, you know, just to maintain more flexibility in season to make some adjustments here and there, it would have cost them probably Gabe Vincent. Uh, they could have kept Torian Prince at the number that they that they wound up signing him to, um, but they would have gone over the 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 luxury tax and they wouldn't be hard capped and they would still, you know, maybe bring back Lonnie instead of bringing uh, in Gabe Vincent. Or, or whatever. And, and, you know, in doing so without getting too far into the weeds, you would have had more and, and you, maybe you bring back Malik Beasley, you bring back Mo Bamba and, and you have more mid tier contracts. Beasley would have preferred that route. <laughs> yeah. And Mo Bamba. Yeah. Uh, I think both. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and now look, like, I understand. <laughs> Bamba's just somewhere listening. Like I know, right. Um, Wouldn't but... that have made great sense? <laughs> <laughs> Beasley's just standing there with his hand up, like just with his with his follow through. Like, man, that would have been great. Um, but, but yeah, like I I I look at it like uh, I don't the 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 crux of the question that essentially gets asked is if you think Gabe Vincent is enough to hard cap you, if you think he's enough of an upgrade to hard cap you, and and I think there I think that's a fair question to ask, yeah. and I I legitimately don't know which side I fall on that I. Some days I think, man, Vincent with his quicker release and his on-ball abilities um, is the kind of upgrade and, and better fit than Schroeder was. That makes a ton of sense. This team is going to be good. Other days I'm like, yeah, but you know, if, if his playoff shooting isn't real, then what? If Austin Reeves and Rui Hachimura's playoff shooting wasn't real, then what? And and that's where if you bring back those contracts, you have a little bit more flexibility to address those issues midseason. Yeah, I I hear what you're saying, and you you are absolutely correct that if you let Beasley and Bamba walk, which they did, you're losing out on twenty twenty six and a half million dollars or so in expirings, which could have been potentially useful for you know souping up the roster midseason. That's Kuzma. It, it, yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah. Um, I personally, though, I prefer what they did just because I would rather have the better version of the roster now as mm -hmm. opposed to the best version of optionality. Um, yeah. Just with the idea that you're starting the season monitoring LeBron heavily, 
monitoring AD heavily and you want to have the best pieces around them both to make their lift easier, but mm -hmm. also if those guys are sitting out, like just the best players available. I I hear what you're saying with Gabe Vincent, and you are correct that there is a lot Gabe Vincent still needs to prove. Um, like, you know, his playoffs, he was nails, but it was definitely more exception to the rule when you take into account his whole career. Mm -hmm. But I would rather have him as a shooter replacement because I think Dennis actually low-key had a pretty good season last year. Mm -hmm. um, I would rather have him than Lonnie Walker. Um, at, assuming Lonnie was an option, I, I, would, I think he is a better fit for what the Lakers need than Lonnie would have been, certainly Beasley would have been. And I just feel like you are better off given especially the, the particulars with LeBron giving yourself the best possible team around them. And I, and I think the Lakers did about as well as they could have when it comes to what was realistically possible for mm -hmm. them in constructing the roster this offseason. Yeah, and, and I think, so if we want to, if we're just talking about this in terms of spectrums, right? The spectrum that they wound up taking, the path that they wound up taking was what you're talking about. Best roster that they could have compiled given everything that they were working with this uh, this summer path B or whatever, the other end of the spectrum being what I'm talking about, bringing everybody back, bringing back some, if you want to call it dead money, overspent money is what, yeah. you know, is, is, is what I would maybe call it um, for the sake of optionality in the season being way over there. Um, the thing that they could have done in the middle and bridge that gap in the middle. And this again is uh, granting that Walker would have been open to this. Um, but if you bring Walker back, he signed a, a minimum contract. If you offer him a couple extra million, yeah. uh, which they could have done with their bird rights to come back and be a little bit of guard depth just in case Gabe isn't who he was in the playoffs, just in case Austin plateaus at what we saw last year, just in case D'Angelo Russell is closer to what we saw in the Western Conference Finals, or if he has injury issues like we saw him have last mm -hmm. year, or if Max Christie isn't quite ready to step into the role that I think the Lakers have envisioned for him, you have just that little bit of depth there. And again, you have an expiring contract at like six-ish million bucks that you could combine with a minimum contract and bring in a $10 million player at the deadline. Um, I think that middle path is is the path I would have preferred they take rather than, you know, it really seems like they were inclined to get under the luxury tax and reset the repeater so that, you know, come a season from now or whenever as they as they rebuild, they don't have to worry about that. Like we we thought their their hard cap was the one that everybody is considering a hard cap, which that second apron is. Um, but it actually looks like the luxury taxes was kind of what they're trying to get under. And I think over the course of the season, they're going to try to do it. And that's where I just, I don't know, Andy, I, I'm always going to be diametrically opposed to getting under the, the taxes after you're in the Western conference finals. That's, okay. that's just I, something I'm never going to sit well with. Okay. Let, let's stay on this because right. I, I do think there are recent examples that make you right to be skeptical. I'm just not sure this is one of them. So we will get into all of that coming up next. Locked on Lakers is brought to you by FanDuel. And take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet in first amount in bonus bets up to 200 bucks. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you will land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. And you can bet on everything from 
the money line, to the over-under, to who you think is going to hit the first home run in a game. And if you are a Laker fan who also happens to root for the Blue, the Dodgers, and you're looking ahead, FanDuel has odds on the MVP, Cy Young, World Series winner, and Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, Clayton Kershaw, and the Dodgers themselves are um, among the respective leaders in those categories. It's all on an app. It's safe, secure, really easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. No waiting around. So there's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get 200 bucks in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. Okay, so that question of money, Anthony, is interesting. And I've, and I've also heard you talk about that before. And broadly speaking, I agree with you in the sense that you don't want to ever see money get in the way of creating the best possible roster for yourself. And like a prime example of this was the Alex Caruso versus Talon Horton Tucker decision that never should have been a decision in the first yeah. place. That was self-imposed. The, the Lakers could have had both, should have had both. And then on top of it, if they had to choose, they chose wrong. <laughs> so that, <laughs> like that, that was really the problem, is if they were going to choose, yeah, you really needed to choose <laughs> Alex Caruso over yeah. THT. But in this particular case, though, I don't mind if, if staying out of the luxury tax was a consideration in terms of wanting to avoid being hard capped uh, for the roster configurations or avoiding repeater taxes, resetting, whatever. It doesn't bother me because I don't ultimately think it really affected the quality of the roster and then putting yeah. a good product on the floor. Because like my general opinion is if the Lakers can manage to put together a championship team barely getting above the salary floor, I don't care. Like they like they don't need yeah. to spend to impress me. I just want them to spend smartly. If avoiding the luxury tax is a bonus or a necessity, I honestly don't care. I just I just want it. I don't want it to get in the way of doing smart things. It, it's funny that it's literally called a luxury tax because in this case, bringing back Lonnie would have been a luxury, right? He yeah. bringing back Lonnie would have been. You know, a bit of a parachute again, just in case you suffer an injury to D'Angelo Russell or like I really believe in Max Christie so much so that people in Vegas were like wondering if I was OK because of how excited I am to watch this guy grow into a player. Um, but like I, I, I still believe, though, that like if if Max isn't quite ready, if Cam Reddish is who we all believe Cam Reddish to be at this stage of his career or. Again, like I, <laughs> that was that was the, the I can't think of a funnier like offseason secret that wasn't really a secret that like as soon as he was available, everybody in the league was like, yeah, he's going to be a Laker. <laughs> you wonder, it, I've said this before. It reminds me of that scene in Ferris Bueller's Day Off where Ferris has been, you know, bugging Cameron, calling him to pick him up. And they show Cameron in the car, and he's like, he'll keep calling, calling. And calling. All right, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll, I picture Rob just like, okay, Rich Paul's going to keep calling and calling. Yeah. Okay, fine, I'll do it. And look, 
at this point, it's a low cost flyer, but it does feel so inevitable <laughs> that he was here. It was like Big Daddy. Like, did you ever see that movie with Big Daddy where the kids like Kanga Woo song, Kanga Woo song, Kanga Woo song, all right? Like, <laughs> like it was just, uh, yeah. That that was one that like as soon as he became available, every single person I spoke to like was just like, yeah, that's that's happening. That that one could have been reported. It 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 wasn't even tampering. It was just like, yeah, Cam Reddish just appeared to be on the Lakers. <laughs> um, but but yeah, I, I if if like Cam isn't quite who you know can step if Cam can't quite step in two minutes at the two or whatever, like Lonnie would have been nice to have. Yeah, sure. um, and that's even given like Lonnie had that great game four against uh, Golden State. To that point, though, like when he entered the game, if anybody was sitting there saying that they were confident that he was going to turn that game around or turn that series around, they'd have been lying. Like everybody was shocked. At, and the reason that they would have been lying is because he was essentially out of the rotation. He had fallen out of the rotation over the course of the year. So I also understand why people are like, okay, really, you're hung up on Lonnie Walker. Um, and I'm not. I'm just saying that, you know, having Lonnie as your fourth guard uh, who steps in or maybe even earns minutes over the course of the year. Now, to be fair, I mean, Lonnie, nice. Lonnie may have thought, I don't want to sign up again yeah. to be a fourth guard. I, I, I want to go somewhere there could be more opportunity. Like, I, I can see where Lonnie may have just not wanted to be here. Yeah, so I really I, felt I, bad for Lonnie. Like, I thought... Again, that that series was more of an outlier than it was who Lonnie was over the course of the season. But um, watching him go from the seven mil he made last year to a veteran's minimum, like a, another, uh, you know, prove it deal now in Brooklyn was was tough to watch. I really like Lonnie. I'm biased because he came on the show and stuff, but I, I I was really bummed to see how the offseason he is. For him. He is all by by all appearances, just in terms of seeing him talk. But like when we. When we spoke with Jeff Garcia from Locked On Spurs, he's like, Lonnie was really inconsistent and could be kind of maddening that way. And, mm -hmm. you know, it said something that he had been a first round pick by the Spurs and they were going into rebuilding and they didn't even give him a qualifying offer. But he's yeah. like, as a person, that dude is solid. He's yeah. like, he's a really good guy. I mean, if people want to read about him, he had a horrific childhood incident you know that he had to overcome involving sexual abuse he's, he's spoken about this openly like he just seems like a, a really good person who's really just overcome a lot you've mentioned max christie a couple times now you've been optimistic about it but are you worried in the back of your head about him uh well i i guess worried is one term to use for it because like how confident can you be in a second rounder in his second year? Right. Um, but I did like what we saw from him defensively last year. I never thought that like he, the, the moment was too big for him mentally. Right. I think sometimes players were too big for him physically because he weighed a buck 35 soaking wet. But, um, but I, I, and then, and then, you know, so you watch what he did last year and defensively, I, I really like that his shot, like overnight, essentially his shot was a question mark coming into uh, the NBA and he turned around and was knocking down shots with regularity um, as a rookie. And then you see him have the summer league that he had where just about every time he stepped on the floor, he was certainly the best Laker on the court and oftentimes the best player on the court. Um, and so like, 
the progression is there in, in a way that you would like to see it. So I, I, I'm, I'm pretty excited about what he brings to the table. That said, the Lakers really seem to have him as their fourth guard right now. And yeah. if your fourth guard is a second year, second rounder, um, that, that is, I think, a spot to be a little nervous about. And, and if he doesn't have it, now you're hoping Cam Reddish figures it out or you're hoping that Jared Vanderbilt can come up and play like a pseudo shooting guard, even though he can't shoot, um, but can defend all of those yeah. guys. Um, it, that, you know, the amount that they appear to be like planning for him, carving out for him, uh, that makes me a little nervous. Not him, the player, because I think he's going to figure it out eventually, but like what they're hoping for from him. You know, I understood why he was taken out of the rotation, particularly after they redid the roster. Now, most coaches would not be wanting to play Max Christie unless they absolutely had to. So I had no problem with Darvin taking him out of the rotation, but I also wouldn't have had a problem with him staying in. Yeah. Know? Like, I, and that to me gives me the confidence with Christie that I think he can handle a 15 minute a night role next season. You know, he's got to yeah. prove it, but I'm pretty confident with it. I'm glad that you used the term confidence there quite a bit because. Darvin, if you listen to him talk, is uh, I, I I joked with Harrison in in messaging back and forth. It was like Darvin has that like I didn't get fired confidence, you know, <laughs> and and like he really seems to have uh, the support of the organization behind him. And asking a rookie coach or hoping that a rookie coach in a prove it year, first time coaching in the NBA ever in that spot with LeBron James expectations, hoping that he sticks a rookie in, in some playoff spots is, is a lot to hope for. But now that Darwin hasn't been fired and he has that support of the organization and you have him in lockstep with, with Rob Polinka, I do really think that um, this isn't going to be a situation like we saw with say Austin Reeves or even Alex Caruso, where we were just sitting there hoping Hey, this guy's numbers on off numbers are really good. It backs up. It's backed up by the eye test. Can we get this guy some more opportunities? I don't think we're going to be worried about that as much with, with Max. Um, and, and if we are, it's because the guys ahead of him, Gabe and Austin and even D'Lo are, are playing it in a way that it's hard to find minutes for, for Austin, you know, beyond the, you know, 30 minutes, each of those guys are going to get per night. Right, and, and ultimately, that's a good problem to have. I want to talk with you a little bit about most intriguing of the new players. You can define that however you want, but talk about that coming up next. All right, real quick before we get to that question of the most intriguing new guy, curious your take on there's all of a sudden, I'm seeing a lot of reaction among people who cover the league, you know, sports media in general, about the threat of Saudi money and what it could potentially do to the NBA. Like we've seen a lot of, you know, LeBron was among many Laker uh, or among many <laughs> NBA players who joking, I think jokingly tweeted out, like he, he had a tweet a couple of days ago, me headed to Saudi when they call Rich Paul Maverick Carter for that one year deal. And it's, I couldn't uh, put this up, but it's Forrest Gump running, you know, that path sprinting out. Draymond Green's commented on it. I believe Dane Lillard's commented on it. Um, all these guys, uh, Giannis commenting on it, all these guys noting, like, it's a hell of a bag Mbappe got. Um, Jeez, yeah. And people wondering if this could actually become a threat to the NBA. 
I don't think we're there yet. And for the time being, I'm not even that concerned about it happening, but I'm curious what you think. I, all right. So I was going to have Miriam Swanson on the show uh, back when Liv and the PGA Tour merged. On your um, show, Lakers Lounge. On, on, yeah, in, in, yeah, in the lounge. And, and we, um, plug the name of the show, Anthony. <laughs> on the Lakers Lounge, which you can Thank find you. everywhere that you find podcasts, as well as YouTube, where we are trying to get those subscriber numbers up as well. But anyway, so we were, um, we were talking, it was, it happened like minutes before she and I were about to record. And I felt really bad because I asked her this like macro, almost existential mm-hmm. sports question about Saudi money making its way into the NBA. And, you know, my takeaway immediately from that was that Adam Silver and Roger Goodell and every commissioner in, in uh, sports, in American pro sports, was thanking the PGA Tour for the well, A, taking the Saudi money in the way that they did and B, bungling it to the extent that they did, because there's no way anybody can do it worse than the way. So I thought that, you know, will we eventually have essentially a, a, a Saudi based owner? Um, I think initially I thought, yeah, a hundred percent that's eventually going to happen. But the more that I thought about it, um, this new CBA was essentially directed at Joe Lacob and at Steve Ballmer. And it was the rest of the NBA's owners basically collectively saying, you are not going to spend your way to championships year in, year out. And if you're going to try to do that, <laughs> yeah, if you're going to try to do that, you are going to uh, you are going to run into some actual logistical issues in filling out the rest of your roster. And uh, if that is their response to Balmer and Lacob, whose wealth is somehow dwarfed by Saudi wealth, then it makes me think that while the NBA would love that influx of cash, I do kind of think that the owners would come together and say that would be too much of an advantage right as soon as those that owner steps into the league. So I, in terms of like a threat to buy an NBA team, I think that's somewhat overblown. Now, if they start their own league and they start poaching talent or trying to poach talent that way in the same way that Liv did with the PGA Tour, you could try to do that. And just like they're doing in, in soccer, right, or football, I, I keep getting people keep yelling at me about calling it soccer with Messi playing in the MLS. It's the Major League <laughs> Soccer League, guys. Right. Um, but anyway, um, I if 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 they if they uh, if they if they're going to try to do that and create a separate league and take NBA talent overseas that way, I think the NBA's only hope is that Nike and Jordan brand and all of these sponsorships um, say that whichever player goes over there isn't worth as much playing away from American limelight. Um, otherwise, it's going to lead to some super awkward conversations and some super like it's they're going to lose talent. It's going to happen. I don't think it'll be the LeBron James's, but could it be like the the second tier type player or super young player who hasn't quite made their name and is going to have like a half a billion thrown at them for, for the one year, maybe. But I mean, do you think, okay, we've talked about him before, Cam Reddish, you know, he was a lottery pick that so far has not popped. The Lakers are hoping the second time around they can, you know, uh, they, they can make it work for them. I don't think Cam Reddish would get a half a billion dollar offer to go to the go to a, a Saudi basketball league because I don't yeah. I don't think that's worth the investment for them. I mean, 
even yeah. even with the amount of money they have, they still want to spend it. You know, Bob, <laughs> that makes sense. Spending it on yeah. him, like it doesn't make sense to spend it on someone like that. That you know, a lot of the reaction would just be like, "Wow, you're giving him that much money? Like, why?" Yeah, I'm trying to think of like, all right, you know who it would be? It'd be James Harden. James Harden could fetch like he he's clearly doesn't really care about winning in, in the NBA. And I have no uh, argument against you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like if, if, if they came to James Harden and said, Hey, you can make $500 million next year. You come on over here and, and you play in this league. And if you bring anybody uh, along with you and, and essentially be like NBA, Phil Mickelson, um, ironically also a lefty, uh, I, 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 I do kind of wonder if that would be the kind of talent that they that they try to bring. Again, like LeBron James has a billion dollar contract with Nike. And if Nike says, LeBron, you don't go over there, then he's not going to go over there. We actually saw some of this with Charles Barkley, where right. Liv wanted him. And he said what wound up keeping him in the States was the amount of sponsorship opportunities that would have gone out the window as soon as he signed on that contract. So, uh and and by the way, I think that would be like a smart reaction from Nike. The, it, nobody would watch that. Not to mention all of the, you know, societal issues that come with Saudi yeah. money. But but that is the that is kind of the the hope there that the NBA and, and all American pro sports have is that just <laughs> the, the marketing there is is it would be such a step back that players decide not to do it. Yeah, I mean, and they've also, for the time being, have the advantage of it's the best talent over here. Like, you know, one James Harden, you are correct, I think would be the type of guy who would say, I'll do this, whatever. But it would yeah. be awkward going over there by himself, essentially mm -hmm. as like a one-man barnstorming tour against a bunch of really crappy competition. So it would require, I think, several guys going at once in order yeah. to really make this feel like you are – I mean, you're taking the bag no matter what, but for it to feel like it's something more than like the basketball equivalent of stunt casting, you know yeah. what I mean? Like it, it would need to feel like you're actually joining real basketball, I think. But it, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out, but I just saw a lot of reaction towards it. Uh, real quick, though, before we end up wrapping things up, most intriguing new Laker to you? Um, you can last, find it last, any way you want. Last really quick thought on... on Sure. The Saudi stuff. Soccer or football, whatever we want to call it. Sports. Oh, both. <laughs> soccer soccer is, is you can make everyone that, happy like, that way. Yeah. So soccer ball is is <laughs> is, is yeah. So the 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 thing with soccer though is that like Mbappe can go and play in that league or play for one of those teams and then also go and compete against the Premier League or Liga One or whatever. Um, in, in, you know, one of the, the bigger global tournaments that gets held eventually at the end of the year. Um, that isn't the case in the NBA and that wasn't the case with live. And eventually we got the merger because the PGA was holding fast to no, we are not going to welcome those guys. We aren't going to compete or whatever. And, and eventually when the merger happened, um, the, the, we all tried to pretend that, you know, right. that that didn't happen. But, but in the NBA, in the NFL, in major league baseball, so long as those teams or w whichever athletes go to Saudi Arabia and play there, wouldn't be able to then come here and compete against these guys. That I think would be kind of really difficult for those for those guys to overlook. But to actually answer your question, most intriguing new Laker, uh, 
it has to be Vincent. It it really does. He's uh, he's the way that I talked about it with Pete on in the lounge was with Schroeder. If he was going to have success, he had to be on the ball for a few dribbles. Otherwise, he looked uncomfortable out there. And if he wasn't on the ball for multiple dribbles, then he also was hurting your offense because nobody cared about him being open, uh, either whether he was going to knock down the shot or because of how long of his uh, release he has that allowed players or defenders to rotate back and, and close out. With Vincent, that isn't the case. If he's off the ball, he has a nice quick release and he can knock down open shots in the ways in ways that Schroeder didn't. Um, on top of that, if he is on the ball, it can be one, two dribbles and make a quick decision and get the ball back to LeBron or back to Reeves or whoever, or just rotate the ball. So the ability to operate in different windows for me, for, for Vincent, is I think really going to ignite an offense that at times really got gummed down because Darwin was trying really hard to find a fifth player in those, mm-hmm. in those minutes, right? He had Rui that he relied on. He had LeBron, AD, and Reeves, and he was just trying to find any fifth player who could maybe work there. Schroeder did defensively, but he hurt the offense. And while I do think Vincent hurts you defensively compared to Schroeder, he isn't that kind of defender. He isn't that kind of an athlete. It winds up being a net positive because of what he can do off of the ball and in multiple kinds of windows. Uh, that that's he's a, he's a point guard that the Lakers haven't had, frankly, since like Caruso. Um, yeah. In in that, and and we saw how well Caruso fit. Right to this day, I think he still holds the the highest net rating playing with LeBron than any teammate LeBron has ever had. Uh, so if Vincent can do some of that stuff, I'm, I, that that works for me. <laughs> <laughs> that would be be really nice. If nothing else, it could maybe fully get everybody past Alex Caruso. He is Anthony It'll Irwin. Never happen. <laughs> I know it's not going to happen. He's Anthony Irwin. He is the host of the Lakers Lounge. You can find his Substack, anthonyirwin.substack.com. Read his words there. Listen to him on the lounge. Dude, this was fun catching up, man. We'll have you on again when Brian's back. Maybe bring in Harrison. Try to create as many of these boxes on the screen <laughs> as possible, dude. I, yeah. I appreciate the time, man. Thank you. Hey, thank you for having me. It's always fun to step into my old house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, coming up during the week while Brian's out of town, going to have Dan Wojcicki from the LA Times, going to have Trevor Lane and Sean Davis from Lakers Nation, and I've got the ultimate Cam Reddish scouting report with the hosts from Locked on Knicks, Locked on Hawks, and Locked on Blazers, all giving rundowns of their impression of Cam Reddish, so you will learn everything you ever wanted to know. See everybody on Thursday. Later.